This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Lori Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. everyone. Welcome to the Maxlexia podcast. It's been a bit. I've been furiously working to finish, which I have completed the Maxlexia Masterclass, the Educator Excellence Series, and I am so excited to begin to build a team, to train them, to certify them so they can go out and share this message about what it's like the emotional and psychological aspects of what it is to be a student with dyslexia in the classroom. So this really is a work culminating from many, many years of experience and listening and observation. I'm really, really thrilled and proud to have this out and really to get this out in the world. It's part of what we really need to do to change the world for students with dyslexia. So for today, I really just wanted to share a story I heard this week about a lovely young girl, picture if you will, grade two, just a cute little girl who really is full of energy, very, very enthusiastic about everything and really can't sit still through the entire school day. One day, she's given a stuffed animal, a lizard, and this lizard is weighted. And she's to put this in her lap with the goal of it keeping her still and keeping her from moving around in the classroom. Of course, being as bright and intelligent as she is, she realizes this is the point. And she realizes that the lack of being able to get up and move around is really, really detrimental to her being able to focus. So she devises another method of being able to get this movement in that she needs. And she begins to ask to go to the washroom and she begins to ask to go to the washroom quite often. And what she does is she sort of wanders down the hallway. She takes a bit of her time, goes to the washroom, shakes it off a bit and comes back to class and is better able to focus because she has dissipated some of this energy that was building up. Now, the interesting thing is that her parents, of course, do receive a phone call from the school And they're very concerned and they tell the parents they're very concerned that their daughter possibly has a bladder infection because she's going to the washroom so frequently throughout the day. Yes, I'm serious. Now, here's the quiz. When do you think this occurred? A, is it the 1940s? B, the 1960s? C, the 1980s, or D, current day 2000s? I'll give you a minute. And yes, indeed, the answer is D. This is less than 10 years ago, and this is really something that when I heard this story, I suppose my jaw just dropped, and it really is something that I did want to share because it relates to what I'm starting to see a lot in social media just in the past little while. Um, from, I suppose, parents 
for the most part in some of these groups on social media that are dyslexia-based groups. Really wonderful places for people to share and ask questions and give feedback and really ask for advice. And people are very, very open and caring and really sharing a lot of these very important things with parents who are usually going through a very difficult time trying to deal with the diagnosis of dyslexia and to, you know, to wade their way through what they need to do to get their child the support that they need. So I really sense a lot of, at times, despair and I suppose discouragement from these parents and frustration at times. They're trying to manage IEP meetings, figuring out what the legal aspects are, what types of legislation there is in their area and their jurisdictions. And I I won't pretend to be an expert in all jurisdictions and all areas, what is actually in place, what are the laws and the bills that are passed in your area, but you can certainly find those things out. There's definitely a way to get that online, that type of information. But what I really wanted to come at is after being quite surprised by this story that I heard this week, that I know that the winds of change are in the air. I'm sensing it. I'm feeling it. We are riding the crest of a wave that really is going to change a lot of what's going on right now in terms of the academic setting and students with dyslexia. I can feel it. I've been watching. I'm seeing things start to happen that are really, really important. Of course, it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride. No change happens. No big change happens without some ups and downs, a little forward, a little backwards motion, but really the momentum is in the right direction for us to really change the way that these students can be in school and can thrive, not just not just survive, but thrive. So we know there are a few things that are extremely important for this success in students with dyslexia. Things like Early diagnosis and intervention, absolutely crucial that this happens early on in the academic experience, that we catch these things early, and that means that we are able to provide targeted, appropriate support for whatever the challenges are that they have, whether they be reading challenges or math challenges, things like attentional issues or executive functioning troubles. We can certainly target those with people who really know what they're doing in these areas and are absolutely able to help and have effective tools for these dyslexic students to help them. The other thing that's important would be increased teacher training. Oftentimes, teacher training at the university level for them does not provide them with a lot of information, does not provide them with a lot of experience, and really gives a very basic understanding of what some of these learning differences are, certainly with dyslexia and and some of the some of the related co-issues that can happen like ADHD and those and the anxiety and those types of things. This has to be legislated. These things have to be passed as bills. We need to address this. It's at least at best 20% of the population, 20% of the student body entering schools with dyslexia. And really they are getting, you know, they're getting left aside, they're falling through the cracks and this really needs to change. There's a lot of interesting things going on in the UK in terms of this. I've been reading a lot and watching what's going on there. They really are pushing parliament to make some changes, to pass some bills. Unfortunately, I I believe they had a setback this week on the second reading of the dyslexia screening bill, I believe, if I got that right. 
And so that's a bit discouraging, but I know there's some pretty high powered people over there trying to trying to get things going and keep things moving and keeping this dialogue going and pushing that these things do not get left by the wayside. Another one I saw that was really encouraging was Ohio. The state of Ohio is now passed a bill that every single student entering their school system will be screened for dyslexia. And this is amazing because this is what needs to happen absolutely everywhere. And I think just this type of thing, like I'm saying, there's momentum, there's things going, it's moving in the right direction. We will get there. The other thing that for me personally, like I said at the beginning, I have just literally poured myself for a few years now in putting together this masterclass, really to offer teachers ways to recognize dyslexic students in the class. And not just in, not just in the traditional classic ways, but in things that I have seen that I've observed that maybe could be helpful because they're not the traditional dyslexic red flags that, that people are aware of and to be able to optimize their ways and their teaching strategies with very simple changes that really is not nothing huge, but can really be incredibly, incredibly important and effective for a student with dyslexia in the classroom and really leading this to maximize academic success for all students and certainly for those with dyslexia. So listen, really my point is do not give up. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. I feel your discouragement. I understand that. I see, I see the frustration and I understand that as well, but really I think we are riding the winds of change are in the air and really we're going to get there. We are stronger together pushing for all of this, supporting each other, and really together we will change the world for all of our dyslexic students. So let's all become dyslexia warriors and maxlexia mentors, and really we will change the world for these beautiful, brilliant dyslexic thinkers. And let's leave the stuffed animals as just that, the toys that they are. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.